Welcome to Creating Real Marriages That Last with Dr. Mike Glenn, Senior Pastor of Brentwood Baptist Church. Today we're talking about how leaders can gain clarity. Let's listen in. I want to shift a little bit here and, and talk about something that I, I've kind of noticed in you as a leader. And I mean this in, in, I mean this in a good way. I want to set this up. I mean this in a good way. I'm usually the poster child for how not to do it. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay, I'm glad we got that recorded on the podcast. I can save that for later. Um, I, I notice that you've done this. I know certain leaders – I've, I've been around certain high-performing leaders who have done this is that at a certain point, they start culling away and starting to get rid of everything except for the things that are like these are the must-do and everything else in life. You know, go. I'm going to hang out with my family. I'm going to hang out with some close friends and I'm going to do the big th- – I'm going to deal with the big rocks and nothing mm-hmm. else. I, I've seen that in you more and more. Uh, and I've seen in other leaders, high-functioning leaders who who who, who uh, have a tremendous, I have a tremendous amount of respect for. So, how do you determine what those big rocks are and as a priority as a leader? Because I would imagine your inbox is full of people who say, "Mike, can you do this? Mike, can you yeah, do this? we really this? need you to. Do we this. really need you to do this, and only you can do yeah. this." How are you determining? How how are you filtering through those things and determining what the really big seismic things are that man, this is going to really move the ball down right. the field. Um, uh, well, I, I wish I could tell you that I was I was born brilliant and uh, and, and figure that out immediately. Um, like a lot of friends I know, I went through a lot of trial and error, mostly error. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you're a young pastor, you, you think your job is to make everybody happy, mm-hmm. and so you say yes to all those things, mm-hmm. and you drive yourself and your family and and the church itself into the ground right. with a bunch of doing, and everybody's worn out and exhausted. Uh, it was in the council of, of several good friends. It was in some serious uh, prayer where you asked, you know, why did you make me? What, mm-hmm. what am I supposed to? Uh, and, and, and you understand that, okay, one, uh, everybody in the body has gifts. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Uh, and it is in working together that we reveal the glory and the reality of God better than anybody can do by themselves. Now, no one has all the gifts. Everybody has at least one to okay. bring something, but no right. one has all of them. Right. Uh, and the important thing to do is for you to discover your gift and really hammer down on what you do and do well. And that's the best way I can serve. Now, th- that's a hard thing for somebody like me to say. Yeah. That if I am not working in the gift I have, then I'm not loving my church well. Hmm. You know, it when when I get into administration, when I get into Brian Dondridge's line, the, yeah. the executive pastor, yeah. or and and you've seen me swerve in, in, in yeah. into that, uh, and sometimes vertically and sometimes inadvertently, <laughs> you know, um, it, it, it just creates chaos, right? Uh, and uh, but but when I stay in my lane and I do the things that only I can do. Uh, that, that I'm gifted for in the context of our church right now, which is kind of look over the horizon, see the future, see where the trends are yeah. coming together, see how that's going to impact right. and the kind of decisions we need to be making now mm-hmm. to get ready for them. Then I, one, uh, I have a blast personally right. because that's where I'm really happy. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and you know that from the times I, I dropped by your office, go, Hey, just read this and boy, yeah. this is cool. And right. what does this mean? Right. And, and, and all of that too. 
uh, I stay away from being unhappy because the meetings where we, we, you know, we talk about how many parking places we have and how yep. many forks we need for the man, they drive me crazy. Right. And, and it saps energy out of me. Uh, the, the other thing is, is as you get a, a, uh, older, you realize you're not going to live forever. And there are literally a handful of things that matter. Everything else is a distraction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and those handful of things that matter are, are the things that, that, that cause the anxiety when you have like a cancer diagnosis. Yeah. You know, and you realize, I thought I was going to live forever. Now I know I'm not. And so what is it I really want to be sure gets said or really want to be sure gets done? And that's things like like my marriage with Jeannie. Yeah. Uh, I, I, love, I love hanging around Jeannie more than anything in the world. Uh, so why am I not doing that? Well, I'm over here speaking at this, and I'm over here waving right. at that parade. Well... There are other people who can wave at that parade just as well as I can. Yeah. There's not anybody else who can be Jeannie's husband. Right. There's not anybody else who can be Chris and Craig's dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and like you, I'm fortunate that I have a handful of very good friends. Right. Now, I also have a lot of acquaintances mm-hmm. uh, that do not bring a lot of energy to my life. But I right. have a handful of friends that do. Now, those are the people that, that, that I want to spend time with. Uh, I, I want to see the Middle Tennessee Initiative done yeah. because I think that's a significant work uh, that, that our church is called to do. Mm. And other than that, the rest can slide. <laughs> you know, the rest can. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, it, it, it seems like a lot of young leaders, I see this, is that – they are presented with – well, first off, they're told they can be anything and do anything. That's right, which is a lie. Which is a lie because the problem is is they assume that they can – so when they're presented with 25 options, they think they can do 25 options and then they to a certain degree take on those 25 things. Right. And then all before you know it, you know, they're sitting in a room going, oh, my, I'm overwhelmed. And all of a sudden the church is going, well, this this guy's over his head. We need to get somebody else. That's right. He can't handle it. He can't handle he can't, he can't handle that. So when you talk about when you talk about those things, for you, I get the sense that some of this, to a certain degree, is just it's as you said at the beginning, it's it's life you learned. Right. You weren't built with the filter. You nope. just kind of you have to develop as you go along, and you kind of find out who Mike is in Christ. Mm-hmm. Find out your yes. Right. And so I think for a lot of leaders, I, I I get the assumption is the problem is is what I would what I would think is if you're a young leader and you're listening to this podcast. I would tell you, race as hard as you can to your yes. Fine. Yeah, you don't know who you are. Yeah, uh, and 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 it's worse if you've grown up like a lot of ha- of us have, and come into the ministry. Uh, a lot of that affirmation and confirmation has come outside. Yeah, uh, from different right. people, and it hasn't come from your own. Uh, you know, Paul talks about the strength in the inner man. Yeah, that it hasn't come from that. Right. When, when it when when that conversion happens and you know okay this is who I am this is who I'm created to be then there's a ton of freedom in that. Let me tell you the other freedom that happens yeah. when you're in a when you're in a, a room and things can happen. The the most freeing thing you can say is I'm not any good at this. Yeah. Okay. So so you got to make a decision. Hey, we got to do X, Y, and Z. And you say, Hey, I'm not any good at X. Now one. It keep you from getting into something that that really puts you in a place where you're over your head. Two, 
everybody in the room knows you're not good at it. Right. And they're worried, okay, I'm Mike's friend. I need to go tell him yeah. he stinks at this, yeah, yeah, and this yeah. is going to be a hard conversation. Right. You relieve everybody in the room. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> everybody relaxes. And then it gives them the freedom to step in and say, hey, I am good at it. Right. I'll take this. I can do that. And then and then the process is, is a ton stronger because everybody's working out of their gifts. Yeah, and the thing about it is I think for a lot of us is, is we want to be, you know, nobody wants to admit that. I think, you know, especially if you grew up in an early like 1950s, 1960s era of a leader, you think of John Wayne and, you know, he's this complete never admits his faults, never says, you know what, I can't do that. That's that's not yeah. that's not how God's gifting is upon me. Okay, you're going yeah. to admit it. Yeah. Let, let me help yeah. you with that. You're going to admit it. <laughs> the president is going to admit it on the one, front end or the back end. <laughs> one way or the other, exactly. you're going to have to say, hey, I'm really not any good at this. Now, it can be after you've run it in the ditch. Yeah. And then everybody's mad at you because now we've got to rep- – or you can do it up front going, you know, hey, I'm, I'm not any good at this and, and bring the strong people around you to, to, to do what they do well. Yeah, and I think that's the other thing is, is, is you're a leader. The quicker you can realize that, the quicker you can assemble a team around you to accentuate the things that you're not good at. Right. And I think too many, I think as you're building your teams, if you're a pastor, you're building, you're, you know, you're looking for an executive pastor. Well, if, dude, if you're not a detail person and if you're not a, if you are, if you're primarily the vision person, then you know what? Bring the guy along who's Bring like, the guy along who's who gets not, excited yeah. about parking lot spaces. It's yeah. like, I would love to do that. You know, I've, I, you know, and. Well, and when you read history. Yeah. Uh, great leaders have always had great teams. Yeah. And it's kind of the myth of the, of the, of the solo leader. Right. Uh, you know, Steve Jobs had Waz. Exactly. There, uh, there's always this, this, this knot of friends. Right. That kind of, kind of did the great thing together, even though one person may get more credit than everybody else. Yeah. Uh, but there's always a team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There, there's, oh, you're right. You, you, you go down history. Mm-hmm. You know, you have, Lincoln with this team of rivals. rivals. Um, I know uh, Eisner, the former CEO of Disney, wrote a book about the, the idea of is that teamwork. It's all right. about these, these these duos that come together, these duos, trios, whatever it is. It is, and it's the ability to, to pull that team together, recognize the strength of each team member. Uh, Eisenhower and the generals that he had in, in World War II, Lincoln's team of rivals, yeah. uh, of, of being able to put those pla- people in the places where they – you know, it's so Jim Collins getting the right people on the bus and in the right seats. Yeah. So uh, we'll close with this. Action steps, I think, for a young leader would be is, you know, find out your disc profile. Get, get in, a, get in a, a, a tough process of self-evaluation yeah. and know yourself. Yeah. Take the Myers-Briggs. Take the disc That's profile right. to Kersey Temperament. Do this type of thing because then I would, I would suggest, I would think, get some seasoned leaders around you who see stuff in you to mm-hmm. say, dude, here's what we see. Yeah. Here's what we don't see. Here's what, yeah. And, and get some good coaching and, uh, and and feel the freedom that that has. Yeah. And when you do that, uh, the, the Lord will bring people around you. The Lord brought Aaron to Moses. Mm-hmm. He brought uh, Barnabas to Paul. So there, there's always a team. That's a good word. Thanks for listening in on the conversation. If you want to find out more about Dr. Mike Glenn, you can go to MikeGlennOnline.com or you can follow him on Twitter at Mike Glenn. You can also download a free copy of 170 Ways to Love Your Spouse on his website, MikeLennOnline.com. Thank you.